0: Hey guys, welcome back to Lucidity. I'm your host Ryan Muskin, and I'm on my own today. No Levi, he's busy, but he is editing this one, so (laughs) we record this pretty last minute. But um, this is a really important episode to me, so I don't really have a problem taking this one on my own. Uh, Today we're talking about mental illness and the stigma around it. And this may be a little bit of a dry episode for some of you guys, but um, it's a little bit more serious than usual. Just because I really am interested in this topic and clarifying some of the misconceptions and the stigma that surrounds it so i titled this episode turning inward and turning inward is it basically means introspection it's it's turning in to look at yourself evaluate your mental state your moral state your spiritual state whatever you want to call it (laughs) um who you are it's examining who you are and uh Examining the self and introspection of the mental state is really important in in our modern society. It always has been, but right now I think it's really important that we all are clear on what mental health means um, and what mental illness means. Before we talk about misconceptions, it helps to identify just what mental illness means. See, everyone has stress and difficult emotions from time to time, and that's normal, totally normal. I've experienced sadness, and I've experienced anxiety and, and d- depression, quotes. Um, however, mental illness, on the other hand, is and it's a condition. It's what makes it difficult for you to function in daily life. It will affect your relationships, your job. It can even prevent you from reaching, you know, any otherwise attainable goal. And and we need to understand that there's they're not the same thing. So if I'm feeling angry, sad, or anxious or stressed, that does not mean I have a mental illness. Um, That's normal. We all feel that way. Uh, a mental illness that that makes it hard to function in your life. Just to clarify that. So I'm gonna kind of explain a big misconception really quick uh, about mental illness. And that's that it can't be developed. A lot of people don't think that you can develop mental illness, that it's only something you're born with. And also people don't think that it can be cured, uh, which leads to a lot of people being hospitalized for way longer than they need to be because there are treatments for it, but we just tend to ignore that. Um, so I'm going to read a quick quote from uh, Dr. David um, who is a psychologist and a neurologist. Uh, Dr. Helen, sorry, Dr. Hellerstein said, In brief, we have realized that neuroplasticity, the ongoing remodeling of brain structure and function, occurs throughout life. It can be affected by life experiences, genes, biological agents, and by behavior, as well as by thought patterns. Interestingly, exercise and physical activity in general have a major effect on the neuro, uh, sorry, neurotrophic factors, chemicals that stimulate the growth and recovery of brain cells in other words he's saying that we can develop uh different mental illnesses over time throughout our lives based on external factors uh, the environment stress things like that and also that because of these chemicals and the imbalances in our brains we've learned about the neuroplasticity of our axons and neurons and and that we're capable of kind of curing that or, or at least mending it and um fixing our brains (laughs) and mental illnesses. So another mental illness misconception I would like to talk about is how the media kind of has generated the stigma around it saying that, yeah, we can't have relationships. We can't hold a normal life and be in a relationship with a loved one or friends, or we can't live our, our lives. Like movies and media will suggest that, uh, mental illness only leads to like a crippled genius or a serial killer. That if you're crazy, crazy. Sorry, I don't mean to use such like that is a, that can that's a potentially very offensive word. But if you have a mental illness, uh, you will be labeled as crazy and you will become either a crippled genius, um, i.e., uh, oh, I'm trying to think, of pretty much any movie that you can think of, um, or you'll become a serial killer. Basically, if you think of like one flew over the cuckoo's nest. Uh, Jack Nicholson played um, a mentally ill man who was thrown into uh, basically an insane asylum, and while he was in this ward, um, he was treated really badly, and it hits on a lot of really um, true things, but he acted in this role and won a lot of awards for it and several other roles in, cin- in uh, cinema history have involved a lot of these actors playing people that are mentally ill and they always seem to win awards for it and And I think that kind of is part of the media almost romanticizing um, that part of 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 mental illness, that once you have a mental illness, you're not capable of functioning in society, and people think that's kind of just interesting, and that generates a stigma. However, years of research have shown that having social support is actually an essential part of recovery in mental illness. Like a supportive romantic relationship, in particular, is, is important for depression. Um, a good relationship can help bolster someone who's going through a depressive episode, while a bad relationship, on the other hand, can trigger depression or make pre-existing depression worse. So... we're gonna take a quick break right now because i just talked a lot and that's a lot of my one voice so we're gonna take a little bit of a break you can hear some jams and when we come back i'm going to talk a little bit more about depression and what it really means to be depressed and why you can't just snap out of it like people want you to uh, when we come back So this has been a depressing episode so far. <laughs> and speaking of which, we're gonna talk about depression a little bit. Uh, depression is a very, very blown up thing in America. Everybody seems to be diagnosed with depression, and um, a lot of people believe it's overdiagnosed. And I think there's some truth to that. There's, there's definitely. People are just sad and don't know how to deal with that, or people have anxiety and aren't very good with dealing dealing with it, and they get diagnosed with depression. And there are different there's different levels of depression, but the real kind of mental illness that is depression is debilitating. It doesn't allow you to function in your life or your society, and That is like, it it literally keeps you from getting out of bed to go to work. That is true depression. It's not just you being tired and sad and you don't want to get out of bed. It's physically you are so drained and you can't do it. Um, and, And that's kind of the mental illness part of depression. And a lot of people think that it can be solved with what they call the snap out of it solution. So snap out of solution is saying, oh, like, just stop being sad. Basically, uh, if you see someone that's depressed, never tell them that never tell them two things. Don't never tell them it's their fault and never tell them, uh, that they should just stop being sad because it's their fault. Um, depression is not self you don't, nobody wants that. If it's, if you're putting yourself in a depression, it's not real depression. Uh, depression is not something anybody would ever want. It's very painful and debilitating on people's lives and ruins things for them. Snap out of a solution does not work. Not being able to snap out of it is what makes it depression. Bombarding a person with optimism solves nothing at all. And it often makes it frustrating for both parties. See, if if you're ever in an argument with somebody that's sad or depressed, don't just tell them to stop it and don't tell them to look on the bright side because that's not what people want to hear. That's not empathizing. That's just telling them that they're wrong for feeling that way. And that's very uh, almost offensive. So not that I'm the most qualified person to give this advice. This is just uh, some research that I've been doing about um, mental illness. And I find it very interesting. Uh, Another misconception I'd like to hit on is talk therapy. So I'm going to talk about sort of the difference between psychiatry and psychology um, I'm studying psychology, and there's a very kind of big discrepancy between the two. Uh, uh, sort of, I don't want to say a war, but there's psychiatrists for people that generally don't know. Um, psychiatrists are doctors who administer administer drugs, write prescriptions for people that have any kind of mental illness, um, and a psychologist does the same thing, but they don't prescribe any drugs. They work with them through talk therapy generally and um, different sorts of therapy through talking. And uh, that was very, very general for both sides, but that was just to give a brief summary. So people tend to believe that it's a waste of time to go to a psychologist um, to do talk therapy, that you're just paying the talk. It's a waste of money. It doesn't work. Yet there's actual scientific studies uh, th- that are universal all over the world. And they've proven the success of talk therapy with psychologists and counselors. It's, it's actually like actually statistically uh, a method that works and helps people. So a psychologist is an expert in their field of mental illness and, and, and they're experts in human thought, perception, emotion. They know how to listen and to relate better than any of your friends. So you can't just, it's not the same as saying, Oh yeah. Like if I want to just talk about my feelings, I'd go to the bar and, th- talk to my buddy about it. That's the same thing. That's not at all qualifies as what a psychologist does for you. Um, that'd be like saying, Oh yeah, I trust, uh, this, I trust my neighbor who cuts grass to, um, fly a plane. Like, no, it's, it's not, (laughs) you can't just throw something that somebody is an expert in into the category of just, Oh yeah, anyone can do that. And that's a waste of time. So now I'm going to kind of talk about the other side of that, psychiatry. Uh, A lot of people that are more on the psychologist side, they think that psychiatry can be um, wrong to a degree. And there is some truth to that, but also not really. Psychiatry has done a a lot of good for people and has saved a lot of lives and helped a lot of people from their mental illnesses. Basically, a lot of people think that psychiatrists just sell drugs to anyone and everyone for the sake of making money. But they aren't all harmful. These drugs aren't all harmful or highly addictive, and it's not all for money. <laughs> Psychiatrists aren't bad people. They do care about you. Uh, it doesn't mean that you have a disease and that you need to be cured. When you go to see a psychiatrist, it's not they're not saying, oh, hey, you have a problem, and this medicine's going to cure you. It's saying, okay, your brain has some chemical imbalances. There's biological factors that... Are affecting you, and we can reconfigure and uh, reconfigure your brain and adjust to these by using drugs and and these drugs can really save your life and change who you are and make you a happier person and it's not a bad harmful or addictive thing necessarily but overall the the truth of the situation is that the most efficient solution has been proven to be a combination of both psychiatry and psychology. Uh, that's why a lot of psychologists are trying to take classes and um, get licensed as also psychiatrists, so that they're able to do both the talk therapy part and be able to administer drugs. And that's on the other side, a lot of psychiatrists are getting psychology degrees, so that they're able to try their hand at both. And that's the most efficient uh, way of going about it, generally. I want to hit on the differences between schizophrenia, multiple personality disorder, and bipolar disorder. These are three very uh, highly studied mental illnesses that a lot of people get mixed up and a lot of people don't understand and it's created a big stigma around it. Um, so I'm going to just briefly, very briefly describe each of them and just dis- explain why they're different and why it's important that we need to know these differences. Uh, so starting with bipolar disorder, um, people that are bipolar they have alternating moods between mania and depression, and it will last for weeks or even months at a time. Mania and depression don't mean uh, you're feeling really happy one day and then the next day you're just, like, sad or grumpy. or Or, like, it doesn't mean that you're... Anxious, and then all of a sudden you're super calm. It's not just a switch of your personality or your mood in a moment, uh, it's much more extreme. Everybody can go like I i know I have been feeling down in the dumps one day, and then um, an hour or two later, or the next day, I'll be like the happiest man ever, and then the next day, I'll be sad again. That's not bipolar, that's just mood swings, and everybody has that. Everybody alternates moods, but bipolar is very extreme and it lasts for longer periods of time. Um, mania is when you're very manic or you're very, uh, high energy focused, but you're usually not productive necessarily. You're, you're so, there's so much going on in your head that you're just overwhelmed and you're just going, you're just doing things constantly. You don't even sleep. I mean, it's that bad that you'll just for days on end. I actually, um, met a person recently who I knew for a little bit, uh, who was manic and he was like that. He would just go for days on end constantly just moving and he was fairly productive but he would yeah he would just be all over the place and wouldn't even sleep for days and then it alternates back into depression it's a very deep depression where you only sleep or you refuse to get out of bed or you you just can't do anything you become recluse and you isolate yourself from everybody it's a very serious thing and it's not something to ever joke about with people schizophrenia is the other one i want to say. Uh schizophrenia is hallucinations and delusions, those are the kind of the prime uh, factors that come along with it. and then they're very severe and irrational. So you'll you know, um you'll see examples in media of people that believe that the government's after them or or something like that. That's schizophrenia generally. And there's different there's varying degrees of it. Um not everybody has just visual delusions or hallucinations, but they can be auditory, they can be voices that they hear in their head and that kind of thing. And schizophrenia is a very, it's a spectrum. It's not um, its not very clearly defined like, oh, you had a hallucination, you're schizophrenic. No, there's there's varying degrees and it runs on a, a scale, a spectrum. And multiple personality disorder is the last one I'd like to talk about really quick. It's now called disassociative personality disorder, but a lot of people... St- haven't picked up on that yet so it's still referred to as multiple by many people um this is different than the others as well I can see why it would get confused but multiple personality disorder has to do with it, it's it's their brain basically uh, creates a second almost consciousness where you believe you are literally another person and it's not aware that's doing it like you can you will go into... like a phase your brain will just take over as this other person um where let's say you dress up as a woman or something because that's that's common and when you're in that that personality you are completely unaware that you're doing that almost uh and then when you'll transition back you won't have any memory of you acting as that person it's a very severe thing um it's difficult for me to explain, but that was pretty much the best I could do. And it's important that we know these differences, so that we're not just categorizing people as, "Oh yeah, that person's sad and happy all the time; he's bipolar." Or yeah, that person's uh, crazy; and they must be schizophrenic. Or that person, uh, one day he'll be really nice to me, and the next day he'll talk behind my back. He's got multiple personalities. No, those are not; those are not what these things are. Um, we need to understand these, so that way we have the vocabulary right we know what we're talking about when we're speaking of these things and that we respect others so we're going to take another quick break and when we come back we're going to talk about the romanticism with of mental illness and then we'll close up the episode when we come back romanticizing mental illness is quite the problem in modern culture and it's been growing i think a little bit it really started to peak in the early 2000s in my opinion um we saw the rise of goth and emo culture which is not all to say uh romanticizing mental illness that's not what i'm getting at but what i am saying is that um <clears throat> those cultures literally have merchandise that promote these things and make it seem like it's something cool to have. Like it's, it's a romantic thing to be depressed, to be bipolar, schizophrenic, um, whatever it may be to have anxiety even like is very bad. Um, I literally, I mean, I Googled merchandise that romanticizes mental illness and the it's insane the amount of articles of clothing and wristbands and everything that comes up there's a shirt that says on it directly across i'm not kidding you it says eat less and it's like a thin tube top directly directly promotes uh eating disorders um very that's very aggressively i mean it's not even it's not even like argument like you can't Argue against it It's just It's this flat out uh, Promotion of an eating disorder And it's very offensive It's very sad That that is something that's sold in stores And there's several other things Um, Basically there's, there's all this merchandise That says yeah like I have Depression and blah 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 And there's people that go on um, Social media and they'll take like these Memes and these posts that are like I'm so sad blah 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 you guys know what I'm talking about if you've ever been on the internet. Um, that stuff, it's not cool. It's not cool. There's nothing cool about mental illness. It's not a fun time. Mental illness should not be glamorized. It isn't cute, it isn't funny. It's serious and it greatly affects people's lives in horrible ways. It ruins lives. Depression isn't a trend. There's nothing glamorous or romantic about mental illness. We cannot continue to just make to just to make a light of mental illness and to exploit it. Media and merchandise mag- manufacturers exploit these ideas and it's horrible. It's horribly offensive and ignorant. We we can't continue this trend. We have we've gone too deep into this to make it this this big thing and it takes away from the suffering, the the true problems that these people suffer from mental illnesses face, and if we continue to go down that path it's only going to get worse now i quickly want to just do a little plug um i watched earlier this week a video that john john oliver put out on uh his show and it's on youtube you can watch it here he talks about um mental illness and i highly recommend looking it up just uh google oops just Google John Oliver uh, mental illness and go find it, and he does a really good job at explaining um, why we're not more focused on it. And I just want to quickly talk about this before I wrap up the episode: how um, people argue about how we need to have gun control or gun rights. Blah blah blah. I'm not getting into that whole thing. But but on the side, on both sides, I think people agree that we need to do mental health checks on people. Um, if you're going to buy a gun, we should know that you're mentally sane to do it. However um just saying that is one thing but to actually go about it is another and and our government has failed i think very severely it's failed our society and helping these people there are serious problems in uh places where where people that are mentally ill live they are abused they're neglected mistreated um they're uh, not properly diagnosed not properly medicated and, and these things are there. There's so many psychologists and psychiatrists out there that that can and are willing to help. Um, and there are there are developments being done right now to help society and help these people. But we we just need to figure it out. We need to have stable programs and we need to look after these people. We can't just push them aside and hide them in the closet and act like they're not there. We, these aren't just, these are people. They're not just things that we have to deal with. We have to take care of them, and that's not just keeping them alive. Uh, we, We have to work with them, and like I talked about earlier, their brains are capable of making progress and getting better, and with new technology and new therapies, we're getting closer to achieving that. Psychology is a young field, and we've only dipped a toe into the ocean of the human psyche. People are, in fact, very, very strange. And we struggle to understand both ourselves and those around us. You see, the complexity of the human brain is beautiful, and yet... It's disturbing. We must not be ignorant to the mental health of those around us. Progress must be made to help those who struggle with mental illness, to help those who are misunderstood. There is nothing romantic about mental illness. It destroys lives and ruins relationships. By turning inward, we examine not only how we are, but who we are. Lucidity. Alright guys, well this has been a pretty fun episode for me. I'm glad I got to talk about this. This has been a really important topic I I think it's important that we understand these things. And um, I'm glad that if you made it to the end here and you're listening still, I'm glad that you listened to the whole thing. So thanks for listening to this episode of Lucidity, our website where you can find this episode and all of our episodes, along with our social media links and extra information, is luciditypodcast.com. We'll be back next Tuesday with a new episode where we're going to be talking about alcohol and beer and... All the misconceptions that surround that and drinking. It's going to be actually a really fun one. There's a really cool interview in it, and I highly recommend listening to it. It's a good time. Hit the subscribe button if you like the show and leave us a review on iTunes and let us know what you think. It's really important that you leave us a review. I love reading and getting feedback from you guys, and I want to know how how me and Levi can do better.